1: Of the spirit of the Lord, one hundred and twenty gathered in one place. Heaven was praying for the spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind. The Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is is that Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is is that that Spoken by the prophet Joel. I pour out my spirit Save the Lord What to think? Some making the mock and said they've had too much to drink. Peter said these men are not drunk as yeah, she supposed. Here comes Preach the preaching and the will began to flow. They caught up in and breathed, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. I I, 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 I not see that. I spoke about a pop joke. Oh, oh, oh I do see that. And by the puppet show. And lastly, that for my spirit said Lord. No. Hey, it's been two thousand years and the wind's still blowing. The rain still falling, and the well's still flowing. The promise has an ended. you can't dispute the facts. The fire still burning, just like the book of Acts. He fills you with the spirit, you will speak with other tongues. Still the way that the holy ghost comes This is it this is I've it. spoken by the prophet, yo Oh, it's oh, prophet, oh, See it. that This is Spoken by the prophet, yo Spoken by the prophet, yo The last days I put in the spirit Say
2: last days god is pouring out his spirit pastor bob the tell it like it is radio program glad to have you with us tonight broadcasting live august 1st what is it it is august 1st isn't it august 1st 2020 august 2nd i'm sorry august 2nd 2020 sunday and it's good to have you and some of you have already texted me tonight we've got Greg Johnson listening in, to, in Duluth. Brother Rose was the first one that texted me. He wins the prize from Mount Sterling, Kentucky. He says he loves the program. Got uh, Brother Shuler listening up in Grafton, and we are going to be with him for their camp meeting that they're having in Park River this um, starting this week. I'll be up there Thursday, so that's exciting. I'm excited to be there and to see him. I haven't seen him for a while and those that will be there. We've got um, a bunch of Sobergs listening, they're out camping somewhere, and uh, are Tucker and Bristol listening too? I think so. Tucker and Bristol, I pray, oh, Brother Farron's listening, good to have Brother Farron just texted me. Uh, We've got uh, Shane in Missoula listening tonight, good to have Shane listening. Uh, I pray for uh, Tucker and Bristol every day, if they're listening, I pray for you and your Your dad every single day. I never miss a day praying for you. Sister Brett's is listening tonight up in Kildare. They're just kind of rolling in now. I don't know if I can even keep up with all of them here, but you can text me tonight. Apparently, you guys all know my text number because I haven't given it out yet. 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. And that is, Tim's listening in North Carolina tonight. That is at 501 Elks Drive. The Stegners are listening in Bowman tonight. Good. You guys are going to get some new chairs down there for your church, I heard. That's going to be nice. The um, But at 501 Elks Drive is where our church is located. It It used to be the Elks building. We purchased the entire half portion of that, which is about, I think it's is what is it eighteen thousand square feet, and it'll seat about five hundred people the way it's set up right now we've got the um uh we've got the um a beautiful dining room if you remember the elks, we turned the bar area into a beautiful dining room in fact, the elks of course used to be a bar, so right in, as you walk in the door, I've got a scripture that said these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is the this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And so, um, so, uh, Tucker and Bristol are going back to Texas this week, and they are going to be missed. I know that. It was just really touched my heart to see Bristol praying around the altar at the camp meeting, really seeking God and praying. That was just a tremendous thing. And so, um, and I'm believing God will touch that little girl. Well, anyway, as you as I said, 701-290-7862. You can text me. You can email me if you're listening out of the country, Simons 58 at com. We have, um, I did not bring my guitar in the studio tonight, but I've got some good music lined up. Now that Brother Farron texts me, I probably should play something of his too, because that's some good music. Uh, we've got, uh, Lori listening from South Hart, from their beautiful home in South Hart. That's a really pretty place, really nice, nice house. So some of you I know and some of you I don't know that are texting me tonight. I'd like to uh, get into the um, scripture, and um, it's a scripture that I've certainly mentioned on the air before in different ways, and so it's going to be hard not to get sidetracked, but we'll see what happens here. We are in a battle for our soul. There's a battle. There's an enemy. Not only our soul, but the others that are around us, their souls. Uh, we are in a battle. And that's why we need prayer. Um, that's why we need, uh, you know, we need fasting. We, As I talk about some of these things tonight, I want to tell you this is a battle And it's not only for our soul individually, but even our nation. We can see what's going on here. And so I want to read first Peter chapter five, verse five through nine. Likewise, ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom He may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. I am a pastor. I do this radio thing Sunday nights, but I pastor a church, and I wouldn't be much of a pastor if I didn't address some of the things I'm going to talk about tonight, and they will apply to you that are listening also, even if I'm not your pastor. If you live in this area, I'd love to be your pastor, but that would be a choice that you would make. You know, I'm like I said, I'm not going to try to get too sidetracked on the be sober part, because I've done many broadcasts about that. But we do have a powerful enemy. This enemy that we have, Satan, desires to destroy us. He desires to destroy our families. He desires to destroy our health. He desires to destroy our soul. He desires to destroy people's faith. We have an enemy, the devil. He said, your adversary, the devil. We need to respect that. He's dangerous. It's like a, a gun or, or working with electricity or a power saw. It can hurt you. It's Satan. The devil is not really to be joked about or dismissed as a non-entity because he is. Um powerful and he is in the business of destruction. Jesus talked about that. He said that the our enemy Jesus came to give us life and that more abundantly but but our enemy has come to kill steal and destroy. Our enemy should not ever be forgotten. We need to realize that there is a devil I didn't know it until I was 20 years old. I didn't know there was a devil. I believed in in God, and as I've said many times on the radio show, it was a God that I kind of made up. You know, I didn't, it wasn't the God of the Bible when I was growing up. But actually, before I came to God, I ran face to face with the devil. I was smoking pot in my car. I was 20 years old. I was all by myself. I was down by a little river that runs through Valley City, North Dakota. And when I was smoking this pot, a voice came into my car and said, throw that pot and your pipe and all the paraphernalia that you have into that river. And as soon as, it it scared me. I wasn't expecting a voice. I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to make a, a dramatic story here. This happened to me 42 years ago. I, As soon as I heard that voice, I heard another voice speak to me and say, Don't do that. That's stupid. You've done things like that before. And the other voice said, Throw it away. Put it in a river. Take your pot, your pipe, your paraphernalia. Throw it away. The other voice said, Don't throw it away. You could sell it. You could give it to one of your friends. And I, at that time, had a clarity which wasn't, you know, phenomenally clear. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't know how to be saved at that point. But right then I realized, this must be God. This must be the devil talking to me. I got out of my car. I was all by myself. I threw my pot, my pipe, my paraphernalia into that river. And there's more, quite a bit more to the story than that. But I'll tell you, from that day until this, 42 years, I've never taken drugs again. So you can dismiss the story if you want to, but it was that was the beginning. I realized that there was an enemy. And, of course, I also realized that God was talking to me. The Bible said that this enemy, the devil, is... Like a roaring lion lion, and he's walking about <clears throat> it seems like a direct reference to Job chapter two and verse two, how the Bible says that that Satan was walking you know walking around the earth, and he observed job Satan is on the loose he's walking around, and the Bible says that he is seeking whom he may devour. And so, don't be fooled. The devil's real. He's still alive today. And he is seeking to find people that he is able to devour, to swallow up, to destroy. You know, this is... um could be a very scary thought this it really could i mean there i realize that hollywood which i would strongly admonish you not to have anything to do with but hollywood makes <coughs> a lot of scary movies <coughs> they they scare it seems like teenagers love to be scared out of their wits but this isn't a scary movie this is real There's a spiritual world out there. We have an enemy. He's walking around, and he's wanting to destroy you. He's wanting to destroy your family. He's wanting to destroy your marriage, and he wants to destroy your faith. You know, this is, um, and this is why I'm doing this program tonight, because I want to make you aware of this those thoughts that come into your mind sometimes that seem like out of nowhere, those thoughts of destruction, those thoughts of anger, those thoughts of hatred, those thoughts of going to addictions and and (coughs) pornography and all these things, these are not just random thoughts. Now, I realize that they can come from media in your brain and so on. I get how that works, but even that is inspired by this enemy that we have. Let me say it again, 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, your enemy, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That's what our program is going to be about tonight. We're going to talk about 1 Peter 5, and verses 8 through 9. There's a bunch of people texting me. I'm going to read these texts. This is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We'll be coming back in just a second after this really old Lance Appleton song.
3: When the king reigns, his people rejoice. All his people rejoice. When the king reigns, his people rejoice, all his people rejoice. When the king is reigning in your heart, his people rejoice, and they all break forth with joy and gladness at the sounding of his voice. So let him reign, 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 let him reign down in your heart. Rain, rain, rain In your heart In your heart When the sun shines His people rejoice All his people rejoice When the sun shines His people rejoice All his people rejoice When the sun is shining In your heart His peace Rejoice And they all break forth With joy and gladness At the sounding of his voice So let him shine, shine, shine And they all break forth with joy and gladness at the sounding of his voice. And when the sun shines, his people rejoice. All his people rejoice. When the sun shines, his people rejoice. All his people rejoice. When the sun is shining in your heart, his peace. Rejoice and they all break forth with joy and gladness at the sound of his voice.
2: Jesus reign, let Him shine in your hearts. That was an old Lance Appleton song. The um, talking about we have an enemy, and we need to realize that. We need to be very careful of that. Uh, I want to say hello to Brother Griffith listening out in Great Falls tonight. Uh, Sydney's listening. Sydney, did you get baptized today? Last. Last uh, Sunday, you told me you were getting baptized this Sunday. Brother Joe from Arkansas listening tonight. Good to have all of you that are listening. You can text me 701-290-7862. So because we have this enemy who's looking to destroy us, the Bible says that there are some things, two things or three things that we need to do. Number one, we need to be sober, we need to be vigilant, and we need to resist him steadfast in the faith. These three things. Uh, The uh, word sober, from the Greek word nepho, it just simply means to be free from the influence of intoxicants. Eight verses in the New Testament talk about being sober um, it's tonight i'm you know I'm telling you that you shouldn't have anything to do with the alcohol or drug business, and it's not because I tell you it it's because God says so. that's why God says that you shouldn't it's not because it's not because pastor Bob is a, is a, a strange teaching about this. It's because we have an enemy. And this enemy wants to destroy us. He's out looking. He's out seeking. Some of you, maybe he just about succeeded with you. Uh, that word destroy there means that uh, that he, he's seeking about whom he may devour. That simply is talking about, uh, it's, it's a Greek word, Catapino, which simply means to drink down. Uh, Peter's making a play on words. The Holy Ghost making a play on words here. You quit drinking it down because the enemy wants to drink you down. He wants to swallow you down. So you quit swallowing that poison down. I'm I'm, I'm telling myself I'm not going to spend the whole program on this tonight. I want to, but I I do a lot of programs on this. I, I mention it a lot but when the Bible says be sober it's talking about being free from things that intoxicate you people say well Pastor Bob you're a hypocrite you drink coffee give me a break does coffee intoxicate you? no it doesn't you know what this is talking about this is talking about alcohol and drugs and some of you listening to me in Dickinson you're so proud that you've never taken drugs but you drink like a fish what do you think alcohol is it's a drug it's a mind altering addictive drug and God said through his word to be sober because we've got an adversary He's wanting to destroy us. He can use intoxicants to destroy us. It's a direct warning from the Word of God. Be sober because there's a devil. I believe that there is a a wall of some type in the brain. Now, it's not a wall made out of membrane or anything like that. And this wall... God put in us to protect us from a lot of the influences of demonic power. I believe that this wall is weakened when we begin to use alcohol and drugs. I believe that the brain becomes weakened to demonic influences when we are under the influence of intoxicants. There's more to intoxicants, alcohol and drugs, mind altering drugs than that meets the eye. And here again I promise myself I'm not going to do the whole program on this because I want to also get to vigilant. I want to get to that. And I would I would also <coughs> like to get to we resisting steadfast in the faith. But this is something I'm pretty pretty uh passionate about. I've got many friends and acquaintances from the past who are dead now to suicide because of alcohol and drugs. I could name their names on the radio. I could tell you people who have lost their minds to it. The opioid scourge today is is uh, rampant. Uh, people are prescribed painkillers and certainly there would be a place for them. But People begin to abuse them and begin to take them for emotional pain. And at that point, the addiction happens and you are a drug addict. Just like I was when I was taking the illegal stuff back when I was young. But even if you're not on opioids, if you're, if you're drinking your alcohol, you are opening yourself up. Why do you think they call it? Spirits. Pretty interesting to me that the word sorcery in the King James Version, um, like Galatians five twenty uses the word sorcery, uh, Revelation nine twenty one, Revelation eighteen twenty three. Um, even in the Old Testament, the word sorcery is found, Exodus seven and Isaiah forty seven. The word sorcery in the Greek comes from a Greek word pharmakia, which we get our word pharmacy from. And sorcery has always been in olden days tied into the usage of mind altering drugs that were always accom- accompanied by incantations, appeal to occult powers. The the uh, some of the Native American religions, the the uh, religions around the world. That's why drug addiction and heavy metal music go so well together. You know, uh, I was just talking to a friend of mine at a church picnic today that came from the same background that I had in some ways. And um, he uh, was a singer in a heavy metal rock band. And he was under the influence of of drugs and satanic powers. and didn't even realize what was going on. The music I used to listen to, I remember when I was in ninth grade, I think my sister for my birthday bought me my first Alice Cooper album, and I was hooked. Up till then, I'd been listening to the Monkees and some other types of music like that, and my sister bought me my first Alice Cooper album, and I fell in love with that type of music not realizing how dark it was. And it was all tied in to my drug addiction problem, too. I'm not blaming Alice Cooper for me being a drug addict. But it worked hand in hand. Black Sabbath, Black Oak, Arkansas, Led Zeppelin, Queen, David Bowie, all those people. We would take our drugs, listen to the music, the incantations, the odd imagery of the albums and the lyrics so I here again I don't want to spend a whole program on this but in 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 8 and 9 the Bible says to be sober not because it's a rule of the Pentecostal church or Pastor Bob is trying to talk you into something the Bible says be sober because we have an enemy, and we need our wits about us to not be tricked and influenced and even possessed by this enemy. If you've been around those that are drunk, it can it can seem like demon possession. I've got, if I wanted to, I've got a, quite a few scary stories about this stuff. I really do. I mean, I, <clears throat> I'll i give you one of them. A friend of mine, his name was Mark. Mark had just broken up with his girlfriend. He was sitting in his mobile home all by himself. This, this is a story Mark told me himself. He was a good friend of mine. Growing, we grew up together. Mark was in his mobile home. He and his girlfriend had just broken up. He was sad. He took some acid, some blotter acid or LSD or something like that. I don't remember now. And he started tripping on this stuff. He heard a knock on his door and he opened the door and it was a fat little naked creature that walked upright. And it had a big knife in its hand. And Mark thought, he laughed to himself, oh, I'm having a hallucination. He sat back in the chair and this little thing came up to him and took out that giant knife and said, watch. And it took that knife and plunged it into its arm, its own arm, and pulled it out. He, he wiped away the, the blood and the, it was healed. It was gone. Mark said he would, the, the next, whoever knows how long it was, this little creature would would uh, stab itself with this knife that it was carrying. And then it would rub its hand over the wound. It stabbed itself in the heart. It stabbed itself in the face. It stabbed itself everywhere. It would run down the the uh, the hallway of his mobile home and come running back. And when it would come up, it would stand right in front of him and go, watch. Mark said when he came down from that acid trip, he was sitting in the corner of his mobile home with a big old butcher knife. And apparently he had been thinking I wonder if I can do that. Mark may have been very close to killing himself that night and everybody would have thought it would have been cuz he had just broke up with his girlfriend. Be sober because we have an enemy. All right, you know what? I got a lot of a lot of stuff I can I can say about that. I got a lot of scary stories about that. But but I will just tell you before I break to get into this other area mind-altering drugs and alcohol are destroying people's health. They're destroying families. They're destroying children. They're destroying marriage. It's causing all kinds of child abuse. It's destroying our nation. It's destroying people's souls. And it's hard for me to believe that there are people out there maybe listening to me that have fought against this clear biblical teaching. You fought against it. Oh, Pastor Bob, I just drink a little bit. I I don't really get drunk. Tell you what, if you've seen what I've seen, you wouldn't want anything to do with this business. You know, that's why that verse starts out with, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season. Well, this is the Tell It Like It Is show. There's a lot of people texting me, 701-290-7862. Going to play another Lance Appleton song, if that's all right, and then I'm going to get back to a different part of this, what we have to do to fight off this enemy.
3: into His marvelous light. Out of darkness into His marvelous light. Out of darkness into His marvelous light. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Out of darkness into His marvelous light. Out of darkness into His marvelous light. Out of darkness into His marvelous light. Come on, out of darkness into His marvelous light. chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, come on, come on in to this marvelous light. Out of darkness into this marvelous light. Out of darkness into this marvelous light. Come on, hey, come on. Out of darkness into this marvelous light. Come on, out of darkness into this marvelous light. Out of darkness into this marvelous light. Come on, out of darkness. Out of darkness Not a people, but now you are. The people of God which had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy in time past. You were not a people, but now you are. The people of God which had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy, you are the chosen. Generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation of peculiar people that you should show both the praises of him who was called you out of darkness into his marvelous light.
2: Aren't you glad you've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light? I like some of that old Lance Appleton music. I mean this is stuff from the eighties and even older than that. Some of it's from the late seventies. Some of the very first Christian music I ever listened to after I gave up gave up the poison was Lance Appleton and what a what a nice change that was. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota, five hundred one Elks Drive. That's where our church is. Next service is Wednesday night at seven thirty. Hope you can make it for that. Uh, I was just telling a scary story about a. Uh, demonic experience in a mobile home that a friend of mine had and and a lady from North Carolina texted me. She said, not the best story to hear in the middle of my trailer at night. She said, I'm not answering the door tonight. (laughs) Sorry about that. The, um, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I should just about continue talking about this. beast. so, I'm getting a lot of texts. Nobody's arguing with me, but just a lot of texts about it. But I am going to move on. I'm going to talk about Be Vigilant. Be vigilant. This, uh, you know, we, and here again, I've got a lot to say about be sober, but be vigilant. Be vigilant. We need to talk about this everywhere else in the New Testament. This word is translated watch or be watchful. And so here it's translated vigilant, Uh, but it's the same word. We got to watch. We got to be watchful. Uh, It's the Greek word. It it means to watch, uh, Gregorio. It means that we should exercise careful circumspection as somebody does when they're in danger. Uh, And in reference to what we're talking about today, it means that we need to be on guard against the power and the deception of the devil. And so we need to be careful. I don't want you to be paranoid, but I want you to be careful. You know, I want you to understand there are things that are crazy. I was driving along on a road. This was many years ago. I had to use the bathroom. There was nobody around. I pulled over. I discreetly use the bathroom in the ditch. When I was done using the bathroom, I looked down and there was a pornographic magazine laying right at my feet. You can call that coincidence. Somebody must have thrown it there, of course. The devil didn't put it there. Somebody must have thrown it there. But there it was. I know, I'm telling you folks, we've got to be careful we've got an enemy. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful how you guard your heart. You've got to be careful how you treat your spouse. You've got to be careful because being vigilant means to be watchful. And I wouldn't be a very good pastor if I didn't talk about this, if I didn't give clear teaching and warnings Of some of the modern day tools and technology That Satan is using to destroy the people of God We've got to be careful We've got to watch for our souls It's very different today than it was years ago And this is not just about keeping your children safe But it's about all of us There is a there is a demonic influence piping into the homes of most Americans through television, Hollywood, uh, these these um, things that are said to be entertainment. It can come in through the internet, you know those same types of things, television programming, pornography. Hollywood movies you know you don't have to just have a tv to watch those things but I'm gonna I I've asked our church not to have televisions most of the people go along with that you know most most of the people are okay with that the ones that are okay they're not okay with it they get I can tell they roll their eyes when I bring it up maybe they're listening to night rolling their eyes but I'm telling you I'm not gonna quit I'm gonna tell you this we have an enemy It's not because Pastor Bob has a rule It's not just because my pastor taught me this It's because we have an enemy We've got to be watchful We've got to be vigilant You don't want to be bringing your mind uh, Under subjection Of some of these influences You know the secular music that's out there And it's influence I'm, I'm telling you This is what Paul was talking about. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, he's looking for people to destroy. I quit listening to that garbage music when I came to God. And you say, well, I don't listen to that heavy metal music, Pastor Bob. I just listen to country music. Well, maybe country music doesn't come across as demonic. But I'll tell you, a lot of it sure is immoral. They're talking about things that aren't good, and they're not godly. You know, I, you can argue with me all you want to, but I know I'm right on this. I'm not against music. There's a lot of good Christian music out there, a lot of good Christian music out there. And that's what you should be listening to, because we've got to be vigilant there is a power and in influence that can subtly change our minds. It can dull our spiritual edge. And this influence can be so gradual that you don't even notice it. In fact, I think people that have a love for God many times are tricked into this and subtly are drawn away after these things. I'm not talking about drugs and alcohol tonight. I'm talking about our entertainment world. I've got friends. You know, I I, I guess, you know, I might as well just lose all my friends now, but I've got friends. (laughs) They don't have a TV and they don't watch movies, but they'll read novels that have swearing and cursing and all kinds of stuff. In fact, they'll read the novel that the TV or the movie was about. No, <coughs> oh, I thought they just canceled me off the air. No, I'm still here. Did they just try to cancel Pastor Bob? You know, this... this. um If you don't believe that it can change your mind, I can still remember some of the advertising of my childhood days. That's how powerful this stuff is. Now, a lot of that was innocent. I realize that. But you know, this, this, um, you know, I want to be everybody's pastor that lives in this Dickinson, North Dakota area. But I'm going to tell you right up front. This is what it's like at our church. I talk about this kind of stuff. You say, well, you're saying I can't come to your church if I drink occasionally? No, you can come to our church, but you're going to hear me talk about it. You say, well, can I come to your church if I have a TV? Oh, yeah, you can come to our church if you have a TV and you watch Hollywood movies. Sure you can. I'd love to have you there, but you're going to hear me talk about it. And some people think I talk about it too much. I'm talking about it tonight because it goes along with the scripture. You know, I when I find people like the evangelist that's listening, Brother Farron that's listening tonight, I know he believes what I what I'm talking about here. That's why I like you, Brother Farron. <laughs> Not just because we agree on this, but because it's it's just spiritual common sense. We have got to be watchful, and we've got to be watchful about what we watch and what we listen to. It just makes sense. Your, your mind can be influenced by what you read, the music you listen to, the the things that you watch. Your mind can be influenced by that. In fact, it will be influenced by that. And you know what? Everybody knows that. I had a guy one time argue with me. I, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't write all this stuff down in my notes, by the way. But I had a guy argue with me. He's he. We met for lunch. I don't. I don't maybe he's listening tonight. I don't know. He's a friend of mine. He said, "I'd I'd come to your church." He said, "But you preach so many extra biblical things." He said, "I believe that Acts two thirty eight message, but you preach other stuff that isn't in the Bible." I go, "Like what?" He said, "Like about not having TV or watching movies." And I looked at him, I looked him right in the eye, and I said, you know I'm right, and I'm not even going to talk to you about it, because you know I'm right, what are we going to argue about when you already know I'm right? And we didn't. (laughs) We didn't talk about it. If you're spiritual at all, you know I'm right. Like, why would you enjoy, like Romans said, why would we take pleasure in watching somebody commit adultery? Why would we want to pay an actor to, to act that out? Wouldn't that make them wrong? Would you want to support their movie? 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 5 through 7. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day, and we are not of the night, nor of the darkness. Therefore let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Here again, just re-emphasizing this: be that you need to watch and be sober, be vigilant, be sober. You know, we our church is growing, and we've you know we've got this really big building, and we got more room to grow, and People come and so on. But you think, well, you're going to scare them all away with this, Pastor Bob. It's the opposite, you guys. It's just the opposite. People want to hear somebody say what they've already been thinking, what the Spirit's already been dealing with them about. Before I heard anybody preach about TV, I already got rid of mine. There's a man that comes to our church named Tim. He got rid of a lot of this stuff before he ever met our church. He was already sick of a lot of this. And those people, when they walk into a Pentecostal church that preaches about the dangers, in this case, of alcohol, drugs, and this evil, subtle, worldly entertainment world, they'll they'll plop down in one of those chairs and they're going to breathe a sigh, a sigh of relief and say, oh, I feel at home here. People that repent and give their life to Jesus will say, I feel at home here. Hey, thanks, you guys. People are, so far nobody's mad at me. Cool. People say that's good. Good. Thank you. So, why are we? Why am I talking about this? I, I'm not telling you to be sober and be watchful because I want to be the big controller of this world. You know, Pastor Bob wants to control your life, tell you what to do. No. It's because we've got an enemy. And this enemy doesn't want to control us. He wants to destroy us. Would it be possible for Pastor Bob to walk away from his faith? I believe it would be. Now, some of you don't believe that that's possible for anybody to do that. But the Bible says it is. How would Pastor Bob go about doing that? By subtly letting down some of the things that God spoke to him about many years ago. I believe... um, Brother Greg Johnson's listening to me tonight. Brother Greg, if you and I prayed about the same thing and we asked God to show us whether he was pleased or not pleased with it, I really don't think he'd give us two separate answers. Like, for instance, you know, in in, uh, 1978, I came to God. Uh, You know, I started going to a Pentecostal church. One of the first things I did, like I say, before I ever heard anybody preach about it, I gave away my TV. I gave it back to my dad. It was his TV. So that was 42 years ago. What do you think? If I prayed to God, do you think he'd tell me to go get one? Has it got a lot better? Is the programming better now than it was then? It's a far cry worse now. It's way worse now. Nobody was swearing on TV now. Wasn't much swearing in movies back then in 1978. Back then in 1978, the American Psychological, psychological the American Psychiatric Association said that homosexuality was a mental illness. There weren't any movies about it. And if there were, <clears throat> I didn't see them. It's way worse now. It's way more confusing now. Do you think that the same God that spoke to me about, I remember when it happened. I, I had, I had um, been baptized in Jesus' name. We were going to a little church in Valley City. I don't believe the pastor had ever mentioned anything about TV up to this point. And I can remember I started watching less and less and less TV. And my wife was happy because I I have an addictive personality, so I was wasting too much time watching it anyway. I was watching less and less and less, and I was down to this program called the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And while I was watching it one day, they said something that made fun of people like me and people that I love now, the people of God. They, they made fun of it. And I picked it up. Probably wasn't that subtle. I went over and shut it off. The next time my dad came to visit us that weekend, I said, hey, dad, why don't you take your TV home? It's, he goes, well, what will you watch? I said, we don't watch it anyway. And he took it home. I've never had one since. You say, well, whoopee-doo, good for you, Pastor Bob. No, I'm not bragging about it. Why Why don't I? Because Pastor Bob could backslide too, you guys. I'm not going to feed my brain full of that garbage. I know where that's going. So do you. Well, let's see here. Play a song. Now get back to this program.
4: To go if you think that your life's out of control, don't you know? You got to have a made up mind. Uh, uh. If indecision has pain in your heart, hold on to the truth. Make a new start, don't you know? You got to have a made up mind. Uh. in between the line, yeah you gotta be faithful to the truth god is gonna
2: Mr. Bob here, the Tell it Like It Is Radio Show. I've got just a few minutes left tonight. I am going to squeeze a brother Farron song in at the very, very end. I found one that'll fit, and um, just talking about him tonight on the radio a little bit. We were talking about first Peter chapter five, verses eight and nine. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. And so finally, we need to resist our enemy steadfast in the faith. Not just willpower, not just uh, trying really hard, but we need to resist him by prayer. We need to resist him by going to church and drawing strength from other believers. We need to resist the devil by having spiritual leadership in our lives. We need to resist the devil by putting rules of conduct in our lives, and then living them. Here's the test. Four things. I used to say three, but I I got one more. Here's the test. Everything we should run by. Number one, does it glorify sin? Number two, does it glorify God? Number three, is it a good use of my time? And number four, what direction is it taking me? We've got an enemy, we've got a God that wants to help us, but we also have a free will. And we've got, God will do his part, but we've got to do our part. Specifically tonight I was talking about staying sober, and I was talking about being watchful of the input into our ears and eyes. That's that's what I was talking about tonight. Uh, there's a lot more to this, there can be a lot more to this, and then of course getting spiritual discipline in your life, a prayer life the Word of God, a church family, um, you know, that type of thing. Well, I'm just going to say this before I start signing off here. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is, that's Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30, Sunday mornings at 10. We have a, a Sunday school for the children, which is awesome. It's a children's church this summer. They're doing an awesome job. They're doing great. They put a lot into this. And then during that time at 10 o'clock, <coughs> there is an adult Bible class, several of them, three of them. We break up into groups, and we can keep it with questions and open discussion. That goes till 10.50. And at 11 o'clock, we start our worship service, and um, and that's always good. And so that's next Sunday. We do have a men's Bible study at 6 a.m. at our church every Friday morning. So you would be welcome to come to that, 6 a.m. Most of the time there's breakfast or at least coffee there, but just about always my wife makes breakfast. It's really tough for her. She doesn't know if there's going to be 10 guys show up or 20. So she makes a lot of stuff. Uh, We have a church in Beach, North Dakota at the Beach Community Center Tuesday nights at 7.30. We have a church in, in Bowman, North Dakota, right on Main Street in Bowman, Wednesday nights or Thursday nights at 7.30, Sunday mornings at 9.30. And we have a church in Beulah, North Dakota. And they have a Wednesday night service and a Sunday morning service also. And so we uh, would encourage you to find a Pentecostal church near you. We had a lot of interaction, a lot of people um, texting and saying really nice things nobody's mad at me tonight that's good and like i say if you're spiritual at all i got a feeling you'd have to agree with me on some of this stuff because we we are in a battle our minds can be corrupted whether by what we put in through our mouth or our veins or our nose or what we put in through our ears and our eyes Lord Jesus, tonight as we close the program, I ask you to help us. God, I pray that there are people listening tonight that have struggled in these areas. And I I just pray, God, that somehow through your spirit that you convince them that this is not restrictive, this is not legalistic. But, God, it's there because we do have an enemy, and he's wanting to subtly destroy us. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Lord willing. Next week, I'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. I'm going to end the broadcast tonight with the Bill Farron song, Tear Down the Walls. God bless you.
5: People walk in darkness, not knowing where to turn. Trials and troubles on every side as they search for what they yearn. But they don't know that Jesus came to fill the void replace the fears with peace and joy the sting of death has been destroyed tear down the wall I am the way, the truth, the life. You can put your trust in me. Tear down the walls. Break the chains. To help the people bound by sins. To be free in Jesus' name. Tear down the walls. is just a touch from the man